Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the FPL show. It is another week, it's been a big week of game week 1 fixtures and we are here ready to go to unpack and kind of let you know how we've gone, especially if you aren't in our head-to-head -head or our classic leagues. As you can see, we've got Dom and Damo ready to go. I think some a bit more enthusiastic than others at the moment, but that's fine. We'll get into everything tonight. So fellas, how you doing? You know, FPL has gone to brighten up the mood, so it's all good. Yeah. We're enthusiastic, fully. We're enthusiastic. Domo, how you going? Had a fantastic weekend of sport. Yeah. Good to have everything back as well. That's the main thing, isn't it? I feel That's just true. lots to ha lots happening, lots to comment on, and lots from game week one, really. Um, I think we might as well get straight into it. Um, do you guys want to go straight into our sides and how we went? Yeah, yeah, we can get a, right. the band aid off. All right. Um, yeah. Let me have a look. I think I've got mine up first. So I'll whack mine on screen in a second as I get to make sure everything's ready to go. And of course, when we go live, it doesn't want to work. So let me just make sure I can get this. Ah, that's why. All right, there we go. Gonna make sure we get the right tabs. All right, so this was my side. So obviously for those listening, I've scored 69 points. I ended up going warning goal over Melier, which gave me a minus two on that decision. But I took the Brentford fixture over the Wolves one. And if it wasn't for De Silva scoring a rocket, then we would have picked up an extra point there from Ward as well. And it wouldn't have been as bad. Trent Robbo... Big blanks. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Uh, Cancelo Trippier kind of saved the day in the defense. So when you're taking two sevens and two ones in your defense, it's not the end of the world. Then we've managed to get Salah captain, which was massive. Uh, 24 points there. Martinelli with an eight. Neto two, Mount three. Disappointing. Jesus two, again, disappointing, but looked okay in my eyes. And... Halland with a 13 saved the day, um, which was fantastic. And nice to see points across the bench. Melier with a three looked good. Patterson with a two. Andreas with a two. And Archer getting, I think, eight minutes off the bench uh, was nice to see as well. So 69 points on the week leaves me at 1.5 mu overall for the overall rank. And I've got a couple things that I want to talk about a bit later on with the team review. But overall... Couple of things could have gone my way. Didn't leave anybody out that did super well, um, so I haven't got, I haven't been stung by any of my decisions. If that makes sense, but I'm okay. I can live with it. So, who wants uh, the second crack at uh, going through their team? I'm more than happy to. If you want to bring it up there, poorly. All right. Bring it up on my phone there quickly for you. Let as me well, get. So we can run through it at the same time. Demo up, and let me make sure that your screen is on. Yes, it is. You may go. Well, I went, I went Danny Ward. I've gone with the two um, with the two Leicester keepers. I just think at four mil, you know, one of them is going to play. It allows you to do a little bit more elsewhere. Um, I'm going to go through the team first and then go through one of the decisions I made really late doors. Um, the team I went is Trent and Robbo. Um, obviously, they're, uh, you know, Liverpool blanking, just like you, Paul. Bit of a shock to the system, but we did not play well. Um, wouldn't be panicking too much. We'll touch on that in a bit of a second. Um, went Dinier, did play the fixtures there, expected Bournemouth to be real bad. 
Um, and Villa had a pretty good preseason. Uh, so I feel like I've been burnt there as well. That was one of my differentials. Cancelo being Cancelo, though, always reliable. Salah as captain. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't even go Kane in the end. I know we had a bit of a debate last time with Dom about choosing Kane. I In the end, I was right. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, I really wanted to have Haaland for game week two. So I just decided I'm going to go with him instead of making a transfer. Glad I did. Um, Martinelli probably should have had another goal uh, as well. Went really late doors. You guys can attest to this, that I had Dejan Kulisewski in my side on the Friday and sent you guys a few drafts with him in and made the really late decision to go Mason Mount more long-term, thinking he could do a job against Everton as well. That didn't happen. Bailey, I went over Neto. In the end, that was the same thing. Um, Jesus was Jesus and Harlan was Harland. The one thing I want to talk about, you see there on the bench, Cucurella got announced really late and I jumped on him before anyone decided else to jump on him for a price rise. Looks like not as many people have jumped on. It was more the fact that I don't think he's ever going to go down in price, but he could go up in price. And just to chase that team value, I've decided to hit him. And more importantly, I think he's going to start moving forward at left centre-back if they don't get another centre-back in. So, you know, a five mil Chelsea defender, longer term on the bench, playing in the good fixture, hope he starts. I think there's a lot worse things there, but it could be a mistake because I could maybe downgrade to a four mil and have a uh, another mil to play around in the team. But uh, just feel like there's upside. If he does something against Spurs, everyone jumps on him for the better fixtures, his price is going to go up and I've already got him, so I'll benefit from some team value. Yeah, nice. So um, I think overall was it 63 points overall so this is the crazy thing so what you're six points back and you're 1.2 million overall rank so it's not yeah. the end of the world there's obviously not a lot in between people at the moment so a few things go our way um i think if robertson goes big or just liverpool play normal between dame and myself in particular because he's only 12 percent owned we could be in a completely different spot 100%. if liverpool just do what liverpool do yes granted people have the trent points but Nowhere near as many people have the Robertson point. So that's just a little talking point to have. Robertson drop off this week, I think. What was that, Dom? Robertson's ownership will drop off. I think Robertson's ownership will drop off this week. He's been about the same, but we can look. I'll look into that a bit later because we're lucky with the Fantasy Football Hub. We get a really good idea of how many people are moving players at the moment. So I will look into some of that at the moment. Obviously, it's early. We're recording on Monday night. Um, Aussie time so we're only you know 18 hours or so away from um, the last game but I've already had a bit of a look and some of the numbers on there are pretty staggering so I'm in you know we'll move into into Dom's team now but he's only 12% owned so I think the upside's only massive for him but let's get Dom's team up here um, and I've got your score here at the moment Dom so 69 points matched me Game week rank is exactly the same, 1.531076. The floor is yours. Yeah, so late doors, I went big. I went Kane, Haaland, Salah and Jesus. And I just should have listened to myself. Shouldn't have gone anywhere near Jesus. I'll accept I the Kane well. too because always going to, yeah. But Jesus, who hurts? Because I think I had... I can't remember who I had in midfield. And, no, I think I had Walker in my back four instead of Jesus, which hurt. So that could have bumped me up another four points. But I'm still, you know, pretty happy. I had this James seven and Trippier seven in the back. Um, Bailey and Neto two each really hurt. But I expected a lot more 
especially from their fixtures. But yeah, nevertheless, still happy. Um, got five in the bank, and I'm going to bank a trade this week. Um, going into game with three, two trades with 0.5 in the bank, so feeling good. And yeah. I won all four of my paid league matchups. So that's a good start in the round, and I think I think that we'll we'll start with the negative. I think the people that maybe let us down uh, overall first. Um, Dom, I guess yours is probably going to be Jesus. You've kind of touched on it. Um, yeah. For me, uh, but I think Jesus, the price hurts more getting two, but the signs were good still. So he was still in good areas. He was still creating, you know, another day, although he's, I'm pretty sure his XG and his expected assists were quite low because the link up wasn't there. I don't actually think Arsenal were fantastic in that Crystal Palace game. There was periods where they looked really good and there were periods where Crystal Palace were really dominant as well. And everyone's talked about Arsenal's fixtures being really good. The fixtures are really good from game week three. It's just that they weren't dreadful one and two. So Leicester at home still isn't, you know, a guarantee fixture. But we saw Brentford, you know, still put two past. So there's an opportunity at home, home debut, Jesus, and then it really turns. I think he gets Fulham. I'm like, oh, wait, I still got Dom's team up. Might help if I get Bournemouth, us Fulham, back on. Villa. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So from that point, that's where you'd expect him to start more regularly hitting the scoreboard. So I think long-term he'll be fine. Neto's my worry at the moment, more so um, in my team. I think my defense I'm okay with, um, with the big boys at the back for now and the cover I've got for Trippier game weeks three and five. So I've got no issue. Um, that's if my team makes it that long. But um, mine's Neto because Guedes coming in is a worry. I've heard some links and rumors tonight. Uh, Neto, not, these aren't like Fabrizio Romano rumors, but. Pedro Neto to Arsenal could be a thing, which I would hate because that would absolutely, that would take a huge chunk out of Martinelli's minutes as well. So that could be disaster station when you're talking about um, those mid-price guys. And my other one's Mason Mount. Um, I went the safe option uh, with Mason Mount over Saka because I didn't want to triple up on Arsenal. And that really didn't pay off, uh, but got to give him a couple of weeks. So, Anyone else that you guys want to cover on the, the disappointments? Um, look, I'm obviously yeah. disappointed with the Liverpool lads at the back. Um, expecting a lot more against uh, a side that is Fulham. Um, it's more annoying that the guy I played in my head-to-head paid league this week somehow had Andreas Pereira and Mitrovic starting in his team, which made no sense. But you wear that, and when you've been playing enough paid FPL, you cop that a lot, playing head-to-head leagues. That's why Classic's always better, because it's long-term. Um, and I think the one thing I will say is let everyone else panic. Don't panic yourself in that situation because, uh, you know, I, I've already seen that Kane's been dropped by 250,000 players and yep. there's a lot of other transfers going on. Um, a lot of that would have been planned, though, I think. A lot of people would have planned Kane to Haaland game week one to two. And then they're planning on getting him out Haaland three. to Kane in game week three, which, you know, makes it's so sense dumb. No. Nah, if there's the two players that worry me for my team is Dinier and Cucurella, but my plan was always with Dinier was my differential. Playing Bournemouth expected some sort of return. 
Um, decent fixtures for the first three game weeks. No, he's low owned, and then obviously shipped out to um, another defender, waiting to see if Perisic was nailed. And I guess my other one is Cucurella, only because I'm trying to play for a price rise just to get some team value. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll wait and we'll see. And hopefully that pays off because I know it may sound frivolous, but when you're playing for price rise, you're getting your point one mils here and there throughout the season. That's going to get you an extra mil, two mil in the bank. So hoping that. But if they both backfire, then I'm in a really bad spot. And I know it's only game week one. And I'm only know we're only, you know, certain amount of points behind, which isn't much, you know. Dim had a really good time of it in our league, and he's like top 700k. We're only 12 points back, which is nothing. Yep. But if Dinier flunks, Cucurella goes down in price somehow, even though he's only 8% owned, so he shouldn't, um, then I'm in a real bad spot and probably unrecoverable from that point in terms of finishing top 10k. Yeah. All right, Dom, anyone that stood out to you that was a bit of a disappointment this week before we get on to the positives? Yeah, like I touched on Bailey and Neto. But uh, obviously, Alexander Arnold, but I think it's kind of a bit null and void if everyone's got him pretty much. So, yeah, everyone's in the same boat. But you expect to be I guess it doesn't really matter for those high owned players. We're losing you a little bit there, a little bit jumpy, but I don't think you said anything too much other than the high ownership players, really. So, I think yeah. looking across our teams, there's not a a real standout that none of us have. Do you know what I mean? Like, so Hallen went for us. Salah went all for us. I think Cancelo, Dom, you don't have, but James covered anyway. They both got seven. James and Trippier. And I've got Cancelo, Trippier. So I think a lot of our, this is why we scored similar, because your two blanks in the midfield were the same as mine. Instead of Bailey, I'd mount, who only got an extra point. But... You know, I don't think there was anyone that we've got at the moment, you know, that's a more differential player, uh, you know, that's yeah. going to kick on that we're 100% certain on. So I'll rephrase this into someone who's surprised me and it was someone that didn't get the returns, but it was Aronson from Leeds, looked really solid. Dom, you mentioned him, I reckon, on episode one uh, or the first episode we did for this season. Uh Really unlucky not to get the goal. Like, eight Nuri does well to get a foot in there to score the own goal, really. Otherwise, everyone would be yeah. talking about Aronson right now as a 5-5 differential for Pedro Neto. Uh, could be a real solid option with Southampton, Chelsea, Brighton. Not the best fixtures, but, you know, at 5-5, it's worth the risk. Potence, we mentioned through Dim. That's one where he's hit lucky. So that's the thing. He went against the grain, went potence over Neto, got the goal. Um, and those eight points really is what's separating us half of our ranking. So yeah. that that's just one where sometimes you've got to ride the rider and sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Um, anyone else for you guys that really stood out that maybe you didn't expect to um, do as well? Um, look, I'm going to go straight to Brighton, um, and I really, really like the fact that his positions Welbeck was getting in. I thought Welbeck's positions were quite good. Yeah. On an FPL hub, he's getting quite a lot of good amount of expected points. Um, I also found that uh, is it Sasado in the middle of the park? Yeah. Looks looks like a Basuma. Sasado, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how. Just don't know how. Uh, well, he's going to be as an FPL asset. It's the first time I've really seen him play. He looks more like Basuma. If he's going to play too deep, then he's never going to be a good enough FPL asset. But if he keeps getting in these higher areas, I think there's definitely going to be the potential there. And if that's the case, then 
look, I'm very happy to hopefully see him come through in the next couple of uh, game weeks and maybe look to pick him up in their fixtures turn. Um, there's only one player I wish from them that was nailed, which was Lamptey. Um, but, you know. Yeah, yeah whilst, whilst we're on Brighton fullbacks, what do you guys think of uh, Trossard in a different role? I still think he's definitely someone I'm going to target at some stage. Um, you know, I still think I would rather him playing a bit more forward, a bit more central or a bit more up front. Um, but I still think he got in really good areas, stretch defences. And I think did he gets he get even weak defenders. Um, nah, Welbeck did. Nah, Welbeck did. Um, and the second one? I can have a look as you guys keep talking. Uh, Might have been the second one that he cut the... at the cross. No, March. March. It was Jesse. Yeah, March. Parry, yeah. Parry off. Um, Solly March, Parry. whatever his name is. Yeah. Jesse yeah. March is obviously out okay. yeah. um, But he did look good. Yeah. Look, I think Trossard still is a wing back, still looks good. He could go into that role that Trent and Robbo, not like at that level, but, you know, you expect. Um, and, you know, he's a midfielder. I, I, I'm telling you guys all right now that after game week four, I'm targeting two bright and transfers into my wild card. So, um, after what week? Yeah, game week four. I think that week, game week four, they go into some really good fixtures. And my target was going to be Dunk or Lamptey, seeing who's nailed. Looks like it's Dunk and Trossard. They even Trossard just had a play looked bloody really good. Yeah, yeah. really good. And, you know, it tempted me that much that watch. that Welbeck could be a viable option going forward as well. It's just whether he's going to start long term. If he plays like that, he will. The goal that shouldn't yeah. have happened was just a mishap. Yeah. yeah. 99 more times, and that doesn't happen. They should have had a clean sheet. Yeah. Sanchez kept unreal as well, so. Yeah. yeah. Some good options there from Brighton, so. I think we touched on Brighton there in the first episode, maybe the second. Yeah, we yeah. definitely spoke about them. And that's it. They're, they're definitely, I think I'm leaning towards that game week four now rather than eight wild card because a lot of the fixtures really open up. It does give you a crack at the Crystal Palace guys as well. I'm just having a quick look. So, you cop so if you wait through game week four, so if, if you go in game week four, you just try and ride the Man City fixture, but then they go Brentford, Newcastle, Man United, Brighton. You can get a good stretch of games there through that next month after that game week four against Man City. So when you're looking at your Eze's and Elise's as your cheaper midfielders, you can probably build your team where they're on the bench for one game and you play an extra defender or whatever. Like you can kind of structure into a cheaper defender like a Patterson still in game week four, which isn't the end of the world. So we'll talk about wildcard strategy a bit later on. I think Newcastle defensively, um, quite solid. Again, we've obviously touched on Trippier doing well. Fabian Shah scoring probably almost goal of the season already in game week one. That was an absolute bullet. Um, but other than that, Mitrovic a double against Liverpool. Uh, we'll get onto him a little bit later as well, but that was probably unexpected. Other than that, we'll definitely touch on Mitrovic. Ivan Tony, someone. Yeah. Ivan Tony, someone Damo really uh, thought hard about as well Thursday as an option and took his goal really well against Leicester. I guess my issue with that is they've gone to a 4-3-3, it looks like, which is what they played against Leicester. And again, I want to see it a bit from Brentford. Different system. They're not going to be able to play on the break as much. Are they going to be able to get him stretching defences? That's my worry, is that in a 4-3-3, is he going to get the chances? And the goal he did get was more hold-up-ish, turn, a bit more sharp, which... We didn't really see from him much last year. A lot of his goals came ball over the top, chase it down, 
finish it. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles that situation, I think. But any final thoughts from you guys before we uh, make a little bit of a move? Final thoughts, but more just the question is the one play you wish you kept in your from your drafts that you did when lead up. I know I've got two, but hindsight, but is there someone that you really wish yeah. you should have kept and stuck to your guns on? Who do you reckon, Dom? Have you got anyone yeah. off the top of your head? Yeah, Kyle Walker. I had him in my drafts as well. Um at 5.0. Yeah, Lock City defender now, they haven't signed a fullback. Now to look back on it. Um, for me, I'm happy with my defense. Like, I know Robertson and Trent didn't get the returns, but across my four, I'm fine. I can ride it. It's it's fine. Like, yes, it's frustrating. I didn't have the double city defense like I did at one point, but that's all right. My spot's probably that 8 million midfielder. I haven't really been settled on it at all. Um, so I could say this person or that person because I had so many go through it. Like I had Mares in it for a long time and he was yeah. on the bench. So Did nothing. I kind of avoided... A, like, I, look at the team of the week. Only uh, like seven of the players were under 10% owned. So. Yeah. So they were big stabs. Mine was Rashford. And if you were in, the, in my stream on Sunday night... Freaking about him. I was freaking big time and really he should have had a return last night from a, two meters away from Sanchez he shouldn't be hitting like, yes it's a good save because it's hit Sanchez in the hand as he's at, at stretch but he needs to be finding the, the back of the net there and that really would have kicked me in the guts because it really clicked that I think I, I'll go straight into strategy for me I think I've made a mistake going with the 8 million midfielder but we'll get into that later Damo who were your guys you wish you held on to? Well, I had Zinchenko in for a very long time up until the last week and I took him out. And it was more the fact that long term, I just don't know what his role is. But I think this year how FPL was kind of settled, it definitely looks like short terms to play because of the wild, early wild card. So I wish I went short term with Zinchenko. It's obviously a lot of hindsight there and it means I would have not had Digne. Um I don't mind my Digne pick because in theory and FPL hub has him rated very highly. So, um, but it is what it is. Um, the second one's obviously Dave and Kulazeski because uh, you guys can attest all Friday you're getting screenshots from me in our chat about me having Dejan in and I talked myself into Mount Late Doors just because I wanted to have a Chelsea asset and really should have stuck to my guns, backed Dejan in knowing he was nailed for game week one. After his performance is nailed for game week two, he probably starts game week three. And then after that, I could have shipped him out when he eventually got taken out the team for Richarlison eventually as well. So probably missed the boat there. Um, and yeah, those would be the two, but, uh, you live and you learn and, uh, look, you can't win FPL in game week one, but you can lose it. And we definitely haven't, all of us haven't lost it because it's always so tight. So the only time you lose FPL in game week one is when you get like 20 something points. So yeah. And then you need a wild card. Yeah. Alrighty. So any potential movements from, from us this week? So I might, might touch on mine first. I'm going to stick, which I don't know how I feel about it, to be perfectly honest. I, I kind of want to make a, a move, but any move I make is going sideways. So I've picked my team to be safe. I look at my fixtures, and I might quickly bring my team back up. Um, if I hit the right button, that might help. So looking at my side quickly, I mean, I've got Melier playing Southampton. I've got 
Trent and Robbo playing Crystal Palace at home. I got Cancelo at home against Bournemouth. Trippier at home against uh, so away to Brighton. Salah obviously at home to Palace. Neto at home to Fulham. Martinelli at home to Leicester with Jesus and Haaland at home to Bournemouth. And the only big fixture is Mount home to Spurs. Like I've only got one player. Oh, I've got two. Sorry, Melier and Trippier playing away. So why change? Like I've picked this side for a reason. I've picked Mount for his security. He's good enough to get a return against Spurs. Yes, Spurs, granted, were very, very good against Southampton. But James Ward-Prowse still scored and made it 1-0. I think the Spurs defense can still be got at because it's not settled. Mason Mount needs to turn it around. So for me, I'm going to stick because I built my team with the view that it was going to last. So I'm going to back it. I'm not Normally, I'm someone who's a, I'm a tinker. I'm a real tinker man on FPL. And I regret it all the time. So I'm going to go against my instinct of tinkering because I've built this team with four weeks in mind. So who wants to go through their game plan for this week? Dom, I think you said you were going to stick at the moment as well. Yeah, so unfortunately I've got Kane versus James and Martinelli and Jesus versus Ward. But I'm just going to stick with it. I I knew what I was getting myself into. But having two trades with 0.5 mil in the bank going into week three, you know, it's only one game week and, you know, it might come good. I know I'm just going to probably get a, a one from Ward, but if Jesus Mudley return, it's fine. Yeah, it's a good the point. 0.5 and the two trades into game week three is... Means more. Yeah, and I'm just going to back him in. Yeah. And if I have an average week, then so be it. I had a good week game week one. So be it. Yeah. And like you said, I'm a tinkerer like you. Alrighty, Dame, thoughts for... Oh, sorry, Dom. No, go, Dom. No, I said Dame. Oh. Oh, um, yeah, uh, I've only got one player playing away from home, and that's Danny Ward in goal, uh, or Iverson, depending on which one starts. I think it will be Danny Ward, because I do think he had a decent game. Um, at the moment, I'm sticking. I feel like if I was going to move, it would be Digne, and then cut my losses early. But I have to give him the Everton game, because it's Everton, um, and just ride that one. And hopefully he does something, um, you know, on a set piece or something like that. Same with Leon Bailey. Um, my only couple moves would be, if I was going to make a move, it would be a hit. And I don't want to take a hit this early. Um, only thing I would do is I would move Digne and Cucurella down to dunk and a four mil to leave money in the bank. And then obviously now I've got one transfer the week after. And then just price and then manage the... Uh, the Lewis Dunk fixture with my four mil defender if I need to moving forward um, and then leave that 0.5 in the mill to allow me to go from Mount to Bowen if he has a pretty good game week. Only problem is, is A, don't like taking a hit this early. B, I'll, you know, on paper, I don't even think I need to move Dinier for Everton because nah. Everton. Um, so then I may as well bank the transfer, have one free transfer and then use that free transfer next week to get Lewis Dunk in for Dinier, make it a week earlier unless Dinier returns. So... I think I'm sticking, and then that means I'm leaving Mason Mount in for a long while. Yeah. Or it could be the case that you might see Damon in a couple of weeks go Mount to Trossard and Nunes in for my 4.5 mil striker and maybe take a hit elsewhere to get that done. Oh, so to make that extra bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that kind of transitions us nicely into the next little segment that we're going to have. So... I'm going to bring up the Fantasy Football Hub. And once again, I don't know why my thingy is doing this. So let's just make sure we're back. We are back now. That's just so strange. Anyway, 
So, let me just double check we're live. We are live. So, on your screen, if you are watching on YouTube, boys, I did send you a photo of this draft here, but I've made one change to it. So, you'll know what the change is in a minute. Yeah. What I've got in front of you is a mini thremium. So, it's not the traditional thremium. If you scored 30, 25, 40 points, and you're like, what the hell do I do? I whipped this up in a very short period of time as a potential um, wild card. The only change from what I sent you guys is Neto's been removed for Aronson. Yep. That could be any 5-5 five, five mid, really, of choice. And it could actually be any 6 mil mid that's not Martinelli because I've got 0.4 technically in the bank, but this is assuming that you started with Erling Haaland, so you get the extra 0.1 back. So if you yeah. started with Kane, then you're left with 0.4. If you started with Haaland, you're left with 0.5. So that's just a little disclaimer. Yeah. Melier, for these fixtures, again, it's any point, you know, 4.5 goalkeeper you want. Cancelo, James, Johnny, Trent. The reason I've gone Johnny, this can be any 4.5 mil who rotates well with Patterson. Patterson at the moment is definitely locked in. And you just got to find the 4.5 that rotates the best. So I've gone, I've put Johnny there as a placeholder because he plays left back or right back. He's good to go regardless. Then I'm really liking, and I said this to the boys today, I'm liking the 4-3-3 as my wildcard target. And then you can play around. So Martinelli, Salah at the moment, 100% locks. You need them in your teams. Martinelli for the value is better than any of the eight mils. If you don't have him and you're not happy, if you've got a Man City 8 mil, I'd almost be recommending you downgrade them to uh, Martinelli. I'd ride Bournemouth first with that Man City 8 mil, just in case they start, especially if it's Foden. If it's Foden, he's probably the only Man City midfielder I'd stay on. I think if if you've got Bernardo, Grealish, or Mares, I'd be downgrading. Did Foden Foden start? Foden played 88 minutes on the right, which shocked me. That shot me big I time. Of it. I talked of it. Yeah, and I had and I thought Mares was nailed, like completely nailed, and he would have been, and I would have rode that. The only reason I didn't ride it was I went with my gut and said, "Don't play the pep roulette." And thank God, I mean, end of the day, Mount only scored two points more, so yeah, it is what it is. But then this team gives you flexibility because if you don't want Darwin Nunes. You can go to a... Also, for those listening up front, it's Jesus, Haaland, Nunes. I've done that because I think by game week four, when I'm ready to wildcard, pardon me, I will know enough about Nunes to know if I want him. So this obviously revolves around me losing Robbo, which I don't know how I feel about. That's the issue. But you've got the flexibility to go chase pretty much any striker you want other than Kane, Ronaldo, and Jamie, and you can get Jamie, and I could get Jamie Vardy if I wanted because the Leicester fixtures turn around. Yeah. So I- this team gives you such good flexibility. The only price point it doesn't give you is an 8 million midfielder, which I think I'm okay with. So that is just a little option if you want. It gives you Andreas, Patterson, De Silva, and Ward on the bench. Again, all playable options. The Silver come off the bench and scored. Patterson st- nailed it right back whilst they've got defensive issues. And Andreas Pereira definitely locked in that number 10 role. So this is just an option. Actually, I- oh, Andreas actually looked really good. He did. Yeah. 
against Liverpool as well. I know the Liverpool midfield was, sorry boys, dreadful. Hey, we, we were horrid, don't but worry, don't need to mince your words. He looked actually, he was playing very, very high, playing off the strike. I actually like the looks of him. If they've He's got playable. A, uh, Southampton, Bournemouth, not Bournemouth, uh, who's the team that came up with them? Nottingham Forest. Forest. They Southampton or Forest, he should be in your starting team. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Game week three, he's got Brentford at home. I think that's startable. When Trippy has got yep. Man City. Brighton at home. And then he's got Brighton at home in game week five. So that's two real playable games. And Wolves this week's probably playable, to be fair, too. But um, yeah. I'm not desperate for him. Um, that's well, the. After Chelsea in game week seven, then he goes Forest, Newcastle, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, Everton. Yeah, I think you should, you should be holding him. And if it's a, if we're wild carding yeah. in game week four, for example, he's just that four or five midfielder that's just going to sit on the bench. I think he, yeah. why when you're wild carding, he's someone that just sits on your bench the whole season, thirty eight game weeks. Who are you moving him for? And I reckon he could give give him a good run on the field for a few of those game weeks. Yeah. So what do you guys think yeah. of that as a potential? I'm not saying a wild card this week, unless you are like if you've had a- two injuries and. A shock a yeah. week. I think that's doable. I think that it's not ideal, obviously, but I, I, I probably like that structure more than what I'm rolling with right now. Yeah, I hear you. I just think with the eight mil price point that you miss here, mm-hmm. you know, when Leicester's fixtures turn, James Madison's an option. Um, you know, Diaz on a different day probably should have scored, and there's a return there. You know, so the way in. The mount at some point is going to go. We know that. He always does. He always has his runs. Yeah. Um, as he well. Started, yeah, and Saka's Saka. We know what you're going to get with Saka. And, you know, with all this uh, talk that Neto could go and Martinelli comes out, you never think for one moment it's going to be Saka that makes way for Neto. So you know his name. So the way into that price point, just so I can explain it, there's two ways. It's Darwin Nunes down to a seven. Yep. And Aronson up to a... Um, eight because you got point yep. five in the bank as well as so you got two point five, or it's Cancelo down to a five, which there's plenty of fives, and then Aronson yep. up. So you you're only two moves away from an eight million midfielder, that which is isn't the end of the world. So that's why I really like this four three three draft with the price points that's in there, because you're only missing one price point and you're only two moves away from it. Yep. So if you are extremely desperate for a change. Maybe that's an option for you. So that's, I just wanted to circulate that because that's my thought process for three weeks down the line. Is it going to be these exact 15 players? Probably not because things change. But I think this is the, the price points that I'm targeting. And yeah. some of it will be like realistically in this team, if it, got, if it is Melier, it's one, two, three four, five, six, seven, seven of my current players plus the you know, most of the bench is my current team. It's just tweaking a few of the, you know, those template guys that I started with. And really it's getting rid of some of the template guys and it, oh, I'm bringing James in. But, you know, it is the odd one or two differential. So I think there's a lot to think about. And that's why I love this game. Yeah, and that's why we love FPL because there's so many ways to play it. Yeah. All right. Any thoughts on the the mini thremium from the thremium expert here? Uh, yeah. If you've had a stink of a week, you should be sending it. And I like that. You can't really fault it. You've had yeah. a look at all the players, even though they can do something, they're playing. Why not? Yeah. Nice. All right. I think 
we've got some questions and I think that some of these questions are going to facilitate some discussion. So the first one comes in from Russo. Is Mitrovic worth getting on? Who wants to tackle that one first? I'm going to go straight in. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to go straight in and say in the right fixtures, yes. So my concern is yours, Damo, completely. If, say you started with an Edward, or you started with someone in the 6-5 to 7 bracket that looked dreadful, you could. But what I don't like, you have to make sure that bench is rock solid, to be honest. Because game weeks four, six, and seven. So if the plans to wildcard in four or five, I don't mind it as much. Because you get Wolves away, Brentford home, Arsenal away at the least. That's through game week four. If you go through game week five, you get Brighton at home before Tottenham, Chelsea. Yeah. So is he going to score in that run? Probably. And... After Chelsea, I like him more because he goes yeah. Forest away, Newcastle home, West Ham away, Bournemouth home, Villa, Leeds, Everton. So there's a good run of games from game week 8 to 14. And he's easy to get to. He could be a downgrade target to move money elsewhere. And that's where I'd be looking at him. Not, you know, two goals against Liverpool is nothing to laugh at. But realistically, it's a back post header where Trent doesn't defend it. And it's a penalty that's very much 50-50. So his XG wasn't great. He didn't do any didn't do much else in front of goal. He didn't look dangerous at all other than the back stick header and a penalty. So just buy and beware. You know, every year we see this. Capable of losing his head. Exactly. He's got a red card in him. So um look. Fulham look good. Take it with a pinch of salt. The same way you take the pinch of salt that Liverpool were that bad. So don't be surprised if he goes through a, sp- a, p- a spell where he struggles to score. That's all I'd be buy and beware at the moment for me. Yeah, just you only ride him during his good fixtures. So as long as you're targeting some fixtures to get him in, you have to ride him for that whole thing. And then even if he's had a lot of returns, you're shipping him out when the fixtures turn because you know what you're going to get. Yeah, and there's options there. Mikel Antonio from last season. Yeah. Antonio only scored first eight, nine game weeks. <laughs> and then everyone held him. <laughs> yeah. All right, so next up is with Jesus blanking, how is that going to affect the rest of the forwards' prices from Dim? What do you reckon, Damo? Um, I actually reckon it doesn't do much. I reckon everyone's holding Jesus with the fixtures. Um, his, his ownership hasn't dropped too much. I just checked before, it was like still 73%. He's 184,000 um, out at out. the moment. Which is expected when the ownership's that high, but you got to, in the grand scheme of things, you're still going to have over 70% of managers still owning him. If anything, he may drop a point, one, and then what he does, he goes and scores against Palace and everyone gets back on him again. It, to me, I don't think it's going to do much. If you have a Tony in your team or you have, I'm just trying to think of Mitrovic, you know, a lot of the casual players will just go after who scored in the last game week. How many times have you seen Gabriel score ahead of Arsenal last year and all of a sudden gone up point one because everyone jumped on him as a centre-back that scored last week? Yeah. The same with Char this week, he's gone up. Exactly. He's about to go up. So... I think it doesn't do much. I think, you know, everyone's going to hold him for the fixtures. Everyone's going to be too scared to really move him out because of how many people still own him. So I don't think it really changes much at all. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Shah, like looking at it, so 95.9 thousand people have brought Shah in. 95,000 have brought in Gross. 94,000 have brought in Saliba. But the one that stands out here, 85,000 people have brought in Mo Salah after yeah. his performance. So, yeah. 
starting no seller, they've gone, ah, oh, crap. So that, oh, that that would mean that people have either got 0.5 in the bank or are making two transfers to get him in. Yeah. That's a scary thing. But anyway, yeah. I reckon we can unpack some of this um, movement towards the end of um, the questions because I do want to talk about some of the decision-making uh, that to finish off tonight. So I think we've got one more question here. Um, top five captain options for game week two from Dim. So this top is an five. interesting one. Top five is a lot. So if you don't have one of Halland or Salah, you're playing the game wrong. What are you doing? Crystal Palace at home, Bournemouth at home. If you do not have either of them, then sign out of your account because you're going to get left for dead. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think if I was going to do a top five, Dim, top of my head, Harlan first, just over Salah. Both are very good. I think then you're riding De Bruyne um, as your third option if you want to be a differential, if you got it. Um, I think then after that, you're then looking at who's your best captains there. Uh, if you really want to get crazy i think you put jesus in at number five just because of his ownership and if you want to get ahead of the ownership and then looking for two other options um i'm just going to spitball and say trent because he's good for points there's no other fixtures that look good that's the thing (laughs) so there's your five dim i'm going harland salah de bruyne de bruyne trent cancelo six Six. i said six yeah i wouldn't go near jesus jesus versus leicester i just want to see him do it i think but I'd have to agree with you. You're only captaining people from Liverpool and City because... There's only two captains for the next yeah. week. Yeah, 100%. Arsenal? Not against Leicester. I just... I don't know. Leicester conceded two against... Brentford. I know, but... It's just one of those ones where you want to see it. If you want to be... No, no sorry, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> well, that's... Um, for whatever reason, if you don't have Talent or Salah, which is absurd, then go Jesus, but... There wouldn't be many people who are listening to this pod. I don't know either of them. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree. So, look, before we... Who's Kieran Trippier got? Newcastle have Brighton. Yeah, you don't want to touch that. That'd be a good game to watch, though. Oh, that'd be a great game to watch, but you don't want to be captaining him, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I saw of Trippier, it was pretty much the same as always. So, nice to see that the role's the same for, for Kieran Trippier, but... Look, on the should we start transfers in or out? What do you guys want to start with? Uh, look, most transferred players out go with, go with out. All right. Yeah. So transfers out. Kane so Kane at 538,000 transfers out from Game of That is massive. Followed by Jesus at 184. Then the next three are really interesting. Perisic at 167. I feel yeah. like if you started with Ivan Perisic... Yeah, you got to ride it. Like you knew he wasn't a hundred percent fit. You can't just go out and yeah. back out of him now. So that really frustrates me a little bit that he's that high. Matty Cash is at a hundred thousand out. Which again, you got Villa with three fixture, playable fixtures to start with. It will make sense. This will make sense when I tell you who's in. But I don't like the Cash one. Then Sun at ninety four and a half thousand out. Followed by Trent at 92.8. You are losing the plot if you are binning either of those two. That's your top five. Yeah, that's the casuals that are chasing points. So that's the top five, which I thought was funny. Because really, the only one I can kind of understand is Kane, if you had it as a pre-planned move to Halland anyway. But I still don't like it. Because if you back Kane... 
back him. You know what I mean? Yeah, That'd he's going to get through the Chelsea fixture, which he probably scores in any hour, and then you. There's one thing, and you play him in the game week three fixture. There's one move, Damo, you're not going to like here on the transfers out. And that's 61.3 thousand people have transferred Cucurella out. Yeah, I saw that. So that's not helping your price rise. Look, I think I think there's going to be a lot of people that will get on him. Once he's playing and once he's once settled, he's yeah, you get to hope he doesn't drop. But I think he's low enough. I think he was low yeah. enough. Yeah, he's on eight percent. He would have yeah. to drop down to like something like four percent own for him to drop. So yeah, I'm keeping an eye on it. It's fine. If it looks like he's going to drop before the game week. I will make my one nah, transfer to transfer. He won't move much now. I don't think he will. Um, and you know, I think he will eventually get into that side if it's left centre back or you know playing filling in at left wing back with uh, Chilwell, who loves to get injured. So so we spoke yeah. about this last night on stream that I think he's going to step into that Rudiger role though and have yeah, a bit more. Too of the bringing the ball out of defense and being a bit more of the, the playmaker out of the defense. So I think it'll be fine. But again, he's just, I was looking at bringing him in on deadline, but again, my mantra at the moment is don't take the risk. If you don't, if you haven't seen it, don't take the risk. So that was the only reason why I didn't bring him in, but we can look at the transfers in. So there's some funny ones on this page as well. So Halland at 647,000, he's already gone up 0.1. So that tells you the volume of people that have brought him in. He might even go up 0.2 by the time the transfer window closes. That would be mental if he goes up 0.2. And he was already at 47%, I think, 45% at the start of the, the week. So that would be huge. Zinchenko is at 354, which tells me that's where a lot of those 100,000 Matty Cash guys have gone on so yeah followed by Mitrovic at 318 Kulosevsky 215 Martinelli 198 to round out the top five so pretty standard I think Kulosevsky's one where people again are just chasing they see the points they see the price and they're chasing that a little bit but big big ones for me Pascal Gross at 95,000 and Char at 95 it's just people chasing points, as always. It's welcome to FM. Uh, welcome to FM. Welcome to FPL. The, uh, FPL, man. It's just everyone chasing everything. You just get on with it and you move along, and that's that. But yeah, yeah. it's what it is. And you move along and deal with it. That's uh, where the casuals make it interesting. It. You just play for the price rise. That's why at the end of the day, I went Harlan, knowing that if he did score, this was going to happen. And that allowed me to go Cucurella because if it balances out. Yeah, 100%. So any final thoughts or questions that you guys want to raise before we wrap up for tonight? One for Dom being a Chelsea fan with the Cucurella talk that I've been giving. Do you think he starts for you? Do you think he's just a bench option that you spent big money on? Yeah, he's a starter. I think eventually he's a starter. He's definitely a starter. And I think he starts at left wing back this week, if I'm honest. He looked really good when he came on. He should have had an but assist. Who knows? That, yeah, he pulled out that... Uh, the defender coming across put it through some ridiculous block, but yeah, yeah, I think hold on to him. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, gentlemen, thank you once again uh, for your time and your thoughts. We'll probably get another live episode out, hopefully Thursday, leading into deadline, deadline on Saturday. Um, no Friday night or well, Saturday morning kickoff our time, yeah. so bit of extra time to prepare and 
see how things go and get a bit more interaction from the community so that's where we'll leave this episode if you've enjoyed it make sure you like comment and subscribe if you're watching on youtube and make sure you give us a follow uh if you are on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts as well we are there now as well we will be back again hopefully thursday night so be prepared for another live show to get your final thoughts and questions and things in depending on transfer window and all the fun things that can still happen we'll be able to give you the most up-to-date information there so Big episode done and dusted once again, and we will see you on Thursday.